0: Stories from Upanishads Retold by Argya Goswami Thank you my friends for tuning in today and listening to my podcast. If you are tuned for the first time and love listening to our podcast please subscribe, follow or download the episode. Furthermore, I would also request you to put in your valuable feedback and review comments about episodes as we will learn from these and try to make the presentation better in the future. In today's episode, I'll narrate to you a story about a young Brahmin boy named Nachiketa and his dialogues with the Lord of Death, Yama. In fact, it's quite a popular story and I remember I first read this story in one of the Amar Chitrakhata title named Nachiketa and Other Tales from Upanishad. This story is found in Katha Upanishad which is one of the most beloved and most studied Upanishads of all. This sacred text is a part of Krishna Yajurveda and has motivated many scholars and thinkers not only in India but also abroad. The pronunciation of the word Katha is quite unique and funny. If it is pronounced as Katha with too much stress on the letter TH which means distress in Sanskrit. So this Upanishad is a story of the young boy named Nachiketa who was in utter distress with all his questions for Yama. But if the word is pronounced with soft TH, then it means a story or a legend, Katha. So it all began when a sage named Vajashravasa decided to perform a great fire sacrifice or yagya. In this sacrifice, he gave away all his possessions as a religious gift to the various Brahmins and priests. This sage had a son named Nachiketa who was very well versed, studied all the scriptures and was pure and very intelligent. On the day of the fire sacrifice, he witnessed the rituals and proceedings very carefully and keenly as his father was giving away all his possessions to the Brahmins and the priests But he noticed something very unusual and inappropriate. Since he was well versed with the scriptures and rituals, he could easily make out that his father, sage Vajrasravasa, was making an atrocious mistake. He was gifting lean and weak cows, which were unable to produce milk. He realized that his father was doing adharma, or the unrighteous deed, and wanted him to stop donating such weakly cows to the brahmins. Disturbed by this fact, he quickly went to his father and said, O oh father, I have heard that you need to gift all of your possessions in this yagya." So, will you also give me away? Busy sage did not reply and kept on donating his possessions to the Brahmins. After a while, Nachiketa questioned his father for the second time. His father did not respond again, but he got a little bit irritated. Nachiketa waited for a while for the response and again asked the same question for the third time. By this time, Nachiketa's father was really angry and irritated and could not control his temper. He bursted out at Nachiketa saying, I give you to Yama, the god of death. With folded hands, Nachiketa agreed with his father. In Sanatana Dharma, we have a concept of Pitri Agya which means command of the father or order of the father. So, Nachiketa gladly accepted his fate and died as it was his pitri-Agya. However, his father had uttered those wretched words in a fit of rage and never really wanted his son to die. After death, Nachiketa proceeded towards the kingdom of death, the abode of Lord Yama. When he reached his destination, Yama was not present. The guards at the gates stopped Nachiketa as he had come there out of the turn. So Nachiketa had to wait for Yama's return. Nachiketa waited there for three days and three nights without taking a single drop of water or a grain of food. When Yama the Lord of Death returned to his kingdom. He saw this young Brahmin at the gates waiting for him. As he learned that he had been waiting for three days and three nights, he felt very bad and sorry for the young kid. He immediately realized that as per dharma, he should not have kept a Brahmin waiting for so long at the gates. So Yama immediately ordered the guards to get some water and welcome nachiketa inside the kingdom ashamed yama said to nachiketa when a brahmin gates enters a house the house owner must pacify him by giving him water and a seat just like we pacify a fire by water a brahmin who stays in a house without meal destroys that foolish house owner's hopes and expectations Rewards of his good associations, merits of his beneficial speech, good results of his sacrifices, all his beneficial deeds, all his cattle and children as well. After a while, Yama told Nachiketa, "Oh, my dear child, I am sorry to keep you waiting for three days and three nights without food and water at my doorstep. So in return, I request you to ask me for three boons, one for each night spent at my doorstep. On hearing this from the God of death, Nachiketa, with folded hands, asked his first boon, O Lord, the All-Powerful One, let my father's anger against me vanish. Let him be calm and cheerful. Let him not be anxious about me. When I go back to the earth, let him recognize me and gladly accept me. Yama smiled and said, Tathastu. Well, friends, the nearest meaning of the Sanskrit word, Tathastu, in English means, So be it. So coming back to the story, Yama continued, Your father will recognize you and will be cheerful and love you, as always. Having seen you freed from the death, he will sleep peacefully and will not be anxious anymore. Now ask your second boon, O child. Nachiketa continued, O Lord, you are Dharmaraj, the most knowledgeable of all. In the heavenly world, there is no fear of death and no one is afraid of old age. Even hunger, thirst, sorrow are not feared. So, O Lord of Death, I wish to know the proper rituals of the fire sacrifice that leads to heaven as inhabitants of heaven attain immortality. Lord Yama said, Tathastu, I know the proper procedure of performing fire sacrifices which leads one to heaven. It's supposed the universe dwells in the heart of the wise men who knows it. After a while, He started teaching Nachiketa about the minute details of the fire sacrifices. He told him the fire was the source of the world. It was the beginning. He told him about the types of bricks, how many were required to build the fire altar. He told how many fires were required and how the sacrificial fire was to be lit. As Yama explained these in details, Nachiketa memorized all the procedures and the rituals by heart and repeated the same to Yama. To Yama's disbelief, he has never heard or seen anything like that before. He was utterly surprised to hear such perfect pronunciation and correct procedure from a young Brahmin. In fact, he has seen none doing or remembering such a complex sacrifice. This pleased Yama so much that he declared, "Oh dear Nachiketa, my child, I give you another boon. From today onwards, this fire sacrifice will be known by your name as Nachiketa Fire Sacrifice. And also, please accept this multifold garland named Shrinkha. You must know that one who has performed this Nachiketa Fire Sacrifice three times and has read the Vedas three times, and also has performed three duties of dharma, artha and kama, will overcome birth and death. He becomes free from the fear of death in this life and overcomes grief and rejoices in the heaven. So, O Nachiketa, this fire sacrifice is your fire sacrifice which leads to the heaven. Now ask your third boon. Nachiketa thought for a while and then asked the third boon. O Lord, is there indeed life beyond death? Some say it exists, some say it doesn't. I would like to know from you, O Lord. This is my third wish. On hearing this third wish, Yama was hesitant to answer. So he told the young boy, On this matter, even gods have doubts, my dear child. It's not easy to understand the nuances of life and death. The nature of Atman is very subtle. So, please ask me another wish. I cannot answer this. On hearing this, Nachiketa with folded hands requested Yama, O Lord, O Dharmaraj, as you said, even gods have doubts on this subject. You are the most knowledgeable. You are the only one who can answer this question. I don't wish to ask you any other boon. Please answer me, my lord. Yama tries to lure Nachiketa with worldly pleasures as his wish. My son, ask me of sons and grandsons who will live for hundred years. Or ask me of elephants, horses, cattle, gold. Or ask me of a vast empire on earth. And live there as many as years you want live. You can ask me of precious wealth. Long life, ask me to become a king of this world. Ask me for any joys of life, any worldly pleasure, desire, beautiful maidens, golden chariot, musical instrument, and I shall grant you a boon. But don't ask me about life beyond death. Nachiketa heard Yama's proposal. And after a while, Nachiketa calmly told him, O oh Lord, As you know, these worldly and materialistic desires are very short-lived. Even the longest life is short indeed. I don't want any of your elephant, horses, chariots or your women. A man never gets satisfied by wealth. I believe certainly I will earn enough in my lifetime and live a long life. No other wish is greater than the one I have asked for, my lord. Please grant me my boon. It was very difficult to lure young Nachiketa towards the materialistic worldly desires. Yama finally agreed to teach him about the mysteries of life and death. He told Nachiketa, See, my son, there are two paths which human can take. One is the path of self-knowledge, another one is a path of sensual desires and both these paths serve different needs. One who chooses the path of self-knowledge over the sensual desires is blessed by the gods, and the person who chooses the sensual desires misses the goal of human life and becomes a cause of misery. The wise and learned men stay away from such sensual desires, thus do not get trapped in the clutches of misery. The water of the materialistic desires dries up quickly and has no perennial source of spirituality. I am delighted, O son, that you have selected the path of self-knowledge over the worldly pleasures. You have not taken the path of the wealth which may perish. I tried to lure you with so many worldly pleasures but you stayed firm in your decision. So, O dear Nachiketa, I'll enrich you with the knowledge of Atma Vidya, that is, the science of the Self or Atman. Saying this, Lord Yama continued, The Atman or Self is immortal. It was not born, nor it does die. It did not come out of anything, and neither did anything come out of it. Even if a body is destroyed, the soul is not destroyed. One who thinks he kills, and the one who thinks that he is killed, both are ignorant, for self neither kills nor it is killed. It is birthless, deathless, eternal, everlasting and timeless. The Atman or Self never reveals itself to the person who does not understand differentiation between the real and the unreal and to the one who is careless and perplexed by the delusion of wealth. Such a person falls into the trap of birth and rebirth again. Self is smaller than the smallest, larger than the largest. It is living in all beings. It can never be well comprehended if taught by an unknowledgeable and inferior or unworthy teacher. It is only taught by a teacher who has realized its oneness with it. There is no other way to comprehend it. It is subtler than the subtlest. It is beyond any logical reasoning or tarka. It is comprehended only by Brahma Jagyasa or contemplation. You know, my son, the human body has 11 gates of which the ruler is the unborn self whose light forever shines. The eleven gates are two eyes, two nostrils, two ears, one mouth, two evacuation channels, one navel, and the crown of the head. The eleven gates of a subtle body are five organs of knowledge, five organs of action and the mind. Like the eyes are for seeing, ears for listening, nose for smelling. Tongue for testing and skin for experiencing. When the five sense organs and the mind become controlled and intellect is steady and sharp, that is called yoga. Nachiketa, this spiritual understanding which you have obtained cannot be obtained by logical reasoning. It comes from one-pointed devotion to truth and I find this one-pointed devotion to truth in you. I wish I always have a student like you. After this, Yama told Nachiketa about the importance of the word Om. So he continued, The ultimate goal which all Vedas declare is Om. All austerities aim at Om. All men, women lead a life of celibacy, desire Om. This monosyllable Om is indeed Brahman. This is the highest syllable and one who knows it, obtains all that he desires. It is the best means of self-realization. It is the highest method and order. One who knows Om is adored in the world of Brahman. To train the will to truth is the greatest thing that a man can do with his will. This is the beginning, the middle and the end of all moral and spiritual training. When the moral discipline turns towards the direction of the divine within, it achieves its redemption. Each step towards it leads to the greater purity, energy and illumination. The fusion of pure will, pure intelligence, pure feelings are buddhi, which signifies the consumption of education in the character and illumination. So friends, Here, Buddhi is actually Vedantic risen. Coming back to the story again. Yama continued, The Atman is not attained through discourses or through intellect or learning. It is only gained by the qualified one who seeks diligently and to such a person the true nature of Atman is revealed. My child, remember that. This body is a chariot. Intelligence is the driver. The sense organs are his five horses. Conscience is the curb. And the soul is the lord of the chariot who keeps the chariot and horses in control by the reins. And self is superior to the body, mind and senses. Know that greater than the individual soul is enveloping the super consciousness, the seed of everything in this universe. Still greater is the supreme self, That is the goal of our aspiration. And once that supreme self is realized, death loses all its terrors and the one who has realized this becomes immortal. So dear Nachiketa, arise, awake, bestir yourself and do not stop until your goal is reached. The mortal who has heard this and comprehended the subtle self as the source of dharma, who has differentiated Atman from the body, mind, and physical object, rejoices because he has obtained the source of bliss. The board of the Brahman, this supreme Brahman is open for you, dear Nachiketa. So, dear friends, that was the popular story of the dialogue between Nachiketa and the Lord of Death Yama. So what does this story convey in modern terms? It actually conveys a story of true grit and determination. Because as a young Brahmin boy, Nachiketa did not lure away to the worldly desires or the other boons which would lead to all the physical attraction and other worldly desires or materialistic desires. Rather, he stayed firm in his belief to learn the importance of life beyond death, the knowledge of the Self, the Atman. And eventually, he succeeded when Lord Yama himself taught him the Atma Vidya. So we can draw lots of parallel concepts what we learned in this story. In the teachings of Bhagavad Gita and also in the talks of Swami Vivekananda, Swamiji had similar spiritual awakening with His Guru Sri Ramakrishna Paramahansa in the same way as Nachiketa was enlightened by the God of Death. Swami Vivekananda once said that if he could get hold of dozens of boys with the faith and focus of Nachiketa, he would turn the thought and pursuits of this country into a new channel. In fact Swamiji's famous quote, Arise, awake and stop not until the goal is reached, is influenced from the sentence "utisthata Jagrata, which is featured in the story of Nachiketa. Well, before actually I sign off, I would like to ask three easy questions from the story you just now heard. Here goes question number one. Who was Nachiketa's father? Now, question number two. Why was Nachiketa's father angry and what did he tell him? Now, the last question, question number three. What did Yama name the fire sacrifice which he taught to Nachiketa? So, friends, those were the three questions for you all. I hope to get your answers soon. Please email me your responses as soon as possible. As a surprise package, I will feature the names of the listeners providing me with correct answers in my show at a future date. So this brings us to the end of this episode. We will come back again with a new story from Upanishad. Until then.